feel the need, the need for speed. Welcome to Top Gun Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the movie Top Gun one minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher. And I am back as a wingman this time. I've earned my own wings finally on Friday. Kilroy McFadden. Hey. But really, Curtis Blaze. Curtis Kilroy McFadden Blaze. There we go. That's the right way to say that, right? Yes, that guy. (laughs) We're talking about minute 95. 95 begins with a good recovery and ends with firing. Fox 2 or something. <laughs> yeah. Get, getting ready to take his first shot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, good job. Good job, Maverick. Good job. You recovered. You, you didn't die this time. No, you, you, you didn't have to eject. You know. He didn't have to. He didn't have to kill his Rio by shooting him into the uh, canopy. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> good. Good job. You know, what's the time frame here? He goose died when it takes. Okay. Do Do you actually have an answer to this, or should we figure it out? Well, um, from because it takes like a few days to do. Like, how long do they have to keep Goose before they're allowed to bury him? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, the investigation itself should have lasted, you know, months, you know, or at least a couple of weeks, you know. Yeah, but they would have they would have gotten what they needed from the from the body pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, but so let's say a week. So yeah. a week goes by. Uh, Maverick won't engage. He has a couple of he has a couple of um, not maneuvers. He has a couple of uh, mental breakdowns. Well, he goes out. If I remember the movie right, he goes out and then he doesn't engage. He pulls out. He won't get back in the game. Right. So maybe that goes on for another week. So we're about, yeah. are we about two weeks out now? Three weeks out from Goose's death when he's expected to go into combat? Yeah. Well, when he does go, when he, when he does die, they said that he was, they were on like, uh hop 30 just just past the um halfway point of, okay. of the the school which uh in the 80s was only five weeks okay so uh they would have had maybe two weeks left into graduation uh of course then so we figured that happened on like maybe a friday and then like monday tuesday something like that they did the trial and then um then they got him back up the next day he wouldn't engage wouldn't engage and then you know and then he quit well tried to quit or thought he was going to quit so i'm saying this is about two weeks out because once they did graduation you know they said 24 hours later is when they were in the indian ocean that's right so i would say it's only like two weeks out that would be my guess Boy, they got him there fast yeah very fast (laughs) yeah i came home from uh desert shield to get a surgery and it took two weeks to fly home (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so they recovered good job now merlin's like let's get back in there we got to help out ice you know get back in the game you know and then of course 
Maverick is not having it again. Having another little mental breakdown. It's not good. I, I counted. He was he was not paying attention to what he was doing. And he was completely disengaged for 11 full seconds in a vehicle that goes a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. Eight, or 800 knots or however you want to put that. Right. Which, when he's cruising, not, yeah. not when he's got the rockets on. Yeah. Yeah. No afterburner. Um, but yeah, 800, 800 knots is about a thousand miles an hour. Pretty close. So, <laughs> so 11 seconds later, the guy was out of the game. He takes off. And of course, you know, his wings are still out. They're not swept back. So he hasn't kicked in his afterburners. Right. He's still got the maneuvering wings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's like, it's no good. It's no good. And I was like, what do you mean it's no good? Just kind of like Sundown did back when a couple weeks ago. And of course, Slider is like, he's disengaging. And I says, I knew it. I knew it. You know. Yeah. Like he just knew it was going to happen. You know, everybody's disappointed with Maverick. Yeah. This and, is exactly what everyone expected him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just he, a stupid loser. Yeah. Even Stinger. Who never deserved, who never deserved his, his spot. Yeah. Even, even Stinger on the ship. You know, God damn it, Maverick. Why does he always do this? Of course, that's his normal mode, though. Stinger is just like, God True. damn it, Maverick. He's just got that one holstered all the time. He's ready yeah. to go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one's <laughs> always on deck. Ready to go. <laughs> yeah. But you hear Merlin is just going crazy back in the background. Uh, you know, telling him to get in there and stuff. And, you know, Ice is not going to make it being alone. This is where Tim Robbins is at his, at his most big-eyed performance <laughs> ever. Right. Yeah. Those eyes are popping out of his head. So what does Maverick do? He has, he, he looks at Goose's dog tags again. Where do you think he's keeping these things? Whenever we see them, they're in his hand. Yeah, they're always in his hand. But he's got to like use his hands for stuff the whole time. It's not a one-handed deal where you're just casually like, whoa. He doesn't, he's not just flying around one-handed. He's got like all kinds of buttons and stuff to push. He's got things to do. Mm-hmm. But every time we see Goose's tags, they're loosely in his hand. I can't tell right or left, actually. Um, it looks like it says left. So where are those tags when he's not? <laughs> where are those tags when he's when he's working? Uh, uh, I'm guessing he has them in his lap. Or something. Um. <laughs> but he's spinning around. Those things would be flying all over if he was just sitting in his <laughs> that's, lap. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he has it in one of his little pockets in his uh in his flight suit. Man, Merlin yeah. just looks so uncomfortable. He just wants to get out of there. He's like, I'm with a crazy man who's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you blame him? No. No. Uh, but of course, you know, we get the the great line. Talk to me, goose. <laughs> like, what does he expect? Uh ghost goose coming up like Use your training, Maverick. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you see, you see, uh, you know, Ghost Goose sitting on the on his little instrument panel, you know, talking to him, or, or, of course, or, uh, um, you know, Maverick, break right, yeah, break right, Maverick. 
<laughs> Again, we can't tell what's actually what it actually says on the on the tags. Right, of course. I think that's probably just a, a another version of the same shot from before. Although yeah. it's shakier now. Yeah. I think um I think it said they had seven sets of dog tags made. Really? Yes. Um that seems like a weird thing to cheap out on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they had seven sets, and that will come into play uh not next week, but the week after. We'll talk about that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I can't remember a thing where the dog tags are featured other than in his hand as he's as he's channeling Goose's spirit to try to uh to get back in the game. Yeah, well, I'll give you a hint. He gets rid of them. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that part. Yep. Oh, you know, that's funny. When I was preparing for uh this podcast, he had his tags, and I thought for a moment that he had his dad's dog tags for some reason, because in that one Charlie Sheen movie. Oh yeah. And instead of dog tags, he shot. has his father's eyes. Yeah. Hot shots. Yeah. <laughs> hot shots. So I had to, I, you know, I was watching the minute going, Oh yeah, his dog's his dad's dog tags. And then it was like, <laughs> talk to me goose. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's not his dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's that's... not about to throw his eyes out to see. <laughs> uh, I, I might have to do a, a, a one one-off episode uh review of hot shots yeah that was so uh, you know Maver or uh, top gun was a very big influence on a lot of the comedy scenes in that movie yeah well um the executive producer of top gun which was uh bill Bottolato, he's the executive producer of hot shots so it's his well, movie. It was basically his movie. Both of these, or it's really his movie. He's the one that, you know, basically wrote out the checks to get all this stuff done. <laughs> you know. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so Brian, what do you yeah. think? Let's, let's, let's go deep on this one. Okay. What does he want? What does he want Goose to tell him? What he's what's he trying to figure out? What's the struggle here? We know the surface struggle is that he's afraid. Right. He's afraid. Right. Is he trying to get Goose to tell him to be brave? Is he trying to get bravery from Goose? Is he trying to get forgiveness from Goose? What's what do you think is going on with this? Oh, I'd say both. Yeah, exactly. I think you're 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 dead on. Yeah, I would. If the, if I was a fair to guess something, it would be exactly that. You know, and also I, I think it it really does. You know, have to go back to. Um, Star Wars with you know Obi Wan you know and uh, Luke Skywalker doing you know using the Force type thing, it's it's just kind of a, almost like a, a callback to that. But which of course Star Wars was based off of old World War World War Two and Vietnam, you know dogfighting. So I don't know. You know, it, it, I don't think in real life he would he would be allowed to fly. I don't think he'd oh, be no. fit to fly. Yeah, no. Again. Yeah, no way. I it no. seems weird even that he's not grounded now, except for the fact that he's such a good pilot that they're giving him a chance. Mm -hmm. But it seems like if you lost your if you lost your uh your partner, your Rio in a terrible accident like that, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be back in the med or in the Indian Ocean three weeks later. No, I don't think so either. 
Yeah, he, he would still be, like I've said before, he'd still be stuck in psych evals and stuff. And, and once you get in there in the military, for people that have not been in the military, at least back in this time period, if there was anything that, that stunk at all of psychological problems, you were probably done. Yeah, you're right. For that reason, people in our command, even if they needed therapy, they wouldn't go. They just wouldn't go. Even I had a friend, uh, I had a younger friend who needed some kind of therapy back in the 2000s. And he went out, he like snuck out to a therapist out in town, not military connected at all. And somehow they found out about that. And, and he was still kind of like, he was, he was never going to advance. He was going to be, you know, an E2, E3, his entire career because of it. And so he, he redid his contract for the shortest amount of time possible and got out, I would think, as a pilot in charge of multi-billion dollar equipment. <laughs> You're probably done for. Yeah. But of course, said, I don't know. Also, people just do lose, lose their partners in combat, too. Yeah, it happens. It happens a lot more than you think. Yeah. Um, I, I talked to a, a Navy guy who... Uh, was on the enterprise when uh this was shot and uh he says that every time he went out on uh on on the carrier you know to do however long his tour was somebody died on the ship every time yeah. there was at least one every single tour he took you know and you know most of it was all you know they were all accidents it just happens. Oh man, a flight deck is just not a safe place. Oh no, no. You know, and it's it's weird because you know those flight decks they're huge, like huge. I mean, the midway you know that when I went on, you know, was like four football fields in length. You know, it was huge, but still, and and you know when you think about it you know, where the catapults are and where mm -hmm. the, the, the landing deck, you know, those have to be clear at all times, you know, because planes could be coming in. So you have all these men who, all these Navy, Navy men that work out there and they basically have to be, they're crowded up on either side of the deck, <clears throat> you know, just to do their job. I mean, yes, of course, you know, planes aren't always taking off and landing all the time i mean there are you know breaks for maybe a couple of hours before anything is landing or taking off again but you know but whenever they're coming in they have to stay out of the way and yeah there's lots of safety hazards i mean they don't wear the helmets on the deck for nothing you know and, and plus that's not even considering all the environmental stuff you know if there's big swells or or whatever you know some of them swells can come up over the deck pretty crazy as big as they are oh that surprises me what? because those are like aren't doesn't she have like 100 foot decks isn't the deck about 100 foot off the i'm yeah. saying that weird yeah i know what you're saying off the off the uh water line. <laughs> off the deck off the water line yeah 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 and you can well, i've seen plenty of videos of you know the the waves just coming up over top of the deck and you know it's 100 feet it's just nuts well that's funny we just assumed because 
it used to be legendary. I think the ship, I think the Enterprise was like in the same harbor as us in San Diego. They couldn't come into the, uh, they couldn't come into the base because it was too shallow. But I think they were out like across from the mall from downtown San Diego uh-huh. frequently. And just looking at the size of that thing, like my ship was a, was a, uh, a missile cruiser. Uh-huh. So it was it was really tiny. We only had like we only had like 450 people on board. And when we went over to uh when we went over to the Gulf, we took off between two storms. Mm-hmm. We had one we had one on one side of us and one on the other. So we were always doing people in the Navy call the ships I was on submarines because we were always going underwater almost completely. You would you would dive down into a trough and just push. And it would go over, you know, and it would be clear up by the radar dome, which is pretty high. But then we would talk about, you know, we would look at these and go on tours, uh, you know, like of the Enterprise and stuff. And they had pool tables in their recreation areas. (laughs) How do you play pool out to sea? Well, you know, we have we have all kinds of they have all kinds of stabilizing equipment on board. They have uh, screws that went sideways and stuff so that you would hold yourself steady in the water. so that they could do so that they could you know take planes off and receive planes recover planes and it surprises me that they would actually get into weather like that because it seemed because whenever we were in a battle group with with any of these things we'd be going along just splooshing up and down in the troughs and they'd just be cruising along (laughs) next to us yeah looking like they were just in a different area of the ocean completely yeah yeah I know when I was in when I was in San Diego uh, a couple months ago, the the Nimitz and um, the um, Carl Benson mm-hmm. uh, both pulled into the harbor uh, right there in in San Diego, and but they had to stay over on the North Island side of yep. the harbor because no, yeah, that's where they yeah, go. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't get any closer than that. They always that stay over there. Yeah, it was cool. Go downtown to uh, Horton Plaza. I don't know if that's open anymore, but we'd go down to the mall and just hang out and look at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Anyways, uh, at the end of this minute, Maverick finally engages, and he gets a lock on one of the MiGs, and he fires. And this is one of the two missiles you said? Yes. This is the second one? I don't know exactly which one this one is but i would imagine because i think the first one was done off the mig and the second and this one was off of the f-14 so it's possible but like i said they got multiple angles on all on these shots so to make it look like they shot more missiles off mm-hmm. yeah and so and much they did a good job too i never you know a lot of times you can pick up on that when you're watching a uh a TV show or a movie, it's like, oh, that's just the same thing. <laughs> right. But here you're showing the same shot again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can't, yeah. If, if you're watching this in, in normal speed, you're, you're not going to catch it. And so much that the Navy thought they shot off more and they went into a full investigation on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and because uh, they thought they said they shot five. That's what the Navy thought. And they had to, they went through all the footage to f- figure out that that it was only two. So nice. Yeah. Pretty amazing. It's fun. It's fun at the very last 
split second of this minute, how we just see the missile light. Yeah. We don't actually get to see it launch. Just boom. We see the fire, and that is it. Yep. Until next week. <laughs> Let's see what happens, where this missile goes, if he, if he connects or not. If it even launches right, maybe it just stands there attached to the plane and then blows up, and that's the end of the movie, Maverick dies. Yeah, that's it. Done. The tragedy of Top Gun is uh, concluded at that point. Yeah, we got like 15 more minutes of movie left, and yeah, I guess it's an investigation on this. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I. They they just got Maverick's plane all uh, like laid out in a big warehouse in. As close as as close to the uh, assembly order as they can get, to try to figure out what went wrong. Oh yeah. Oh, like uh, uh like in uh, the movie Millennium with Chris right. Christopherson, where they have the the hangar, the big hangar, and trying to reassemble the plane, mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. out what the hell happened. That's well, <clears throat> I don't mean to spoil this for anyone, but that's that's the last fifteen minutes of this movie where they just they've just got a big investigation going on. They're trying to figure out what went wrong. Yeah, and Iceman's the hero. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it. Iceman finally finally kills all the all the MIG drivers and scares you know or some of them and then scares the other ones away. Yeah. And they yeah. rescue their uh, they rescue their ship, and then uh, just a sad denouement where they're yeah. investigating what went wrong with this troubled young man, Pete. Yeah. We yeah. find out um, if Hollywood lived or if it was Wolfman that lived, because we only know one of them. We only saw one parachute. Yeah, that too. Oh man, it's a sad ending to the movie. Yeah, you know it's 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 too bad it was such a down movie because I think this could have been like a good recruitment tool for the Navy pilot program. Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe. I think I think had it been an upbeat like American a jingoistic American movie uh, about how great the military is, they could have really you know they could have really got some people to join. <laughs> but eh, here we are. Yeah. I mean, I joined the just, Air Force. Just another not... movie. Just another movie down on the military. Yep. I joined the Air Force because it, the Navy just brought me down. Yep. <laughs> That's totally it. No, no, no. We're kidding. <laughs> this movie's 36 years old. We all know exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but so we're, we're going to talk yeah. about it anyway. So we like we like movies. We, we're both movie fans. It seems yes. like a lot a lot of people in our generation were inspired by movies of various kinds because we just had such a spate of good ones. Was there a movie that that you watched that you were like, "Yeah, I'm going to go join the Air Force"? Nope. Was there like a Bat Twenty One or something, and you were like, "Woo, Air Force"? No, 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 nothing. Or, or Iron Eagle or anything. Nothing. Nope. I I, I like I said before. I scored high on my ASVAB test and I wanted to be a uh, police officer or security forces, but I got in some trouble when I was a teenager, which prevented me from being uh, security forces. So they gave me munitions in the Air Force. Gotcha. No, no movie about uh, like the long weekend or anything. Nothing like that was in your, in your decision-making file. Nope. I mean, the only thing I, well, like I said, my dad had told me, my dad, my whole family, like all the guys in my family were a bunch of army guys. You know, so they were like, you should join the Air Force because uh, they have better accommodations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to be like going to a job. You don't have to do PT every day, you know. So, and plus I did like planes. I like planes. 
you know, jets. You know, I, I've always been, I was always fascinated with jets when I was growing up. So. Well, obviously, you grew up to um, host the movies by minutes for Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it, it is uh, in my top 10 uh, movies of all time. Yeah. Number one is Back to the Future, but that was already done. So, right. And the new movie was coming out and nobody had done Top Gun. So I said, why not? So I, here I am. Well, we're it. all very happy that someone covered it yeah. because it, it's been said for years how come nobody's doing Top Gun? How is Top Gun not in the movies by minutes? Pantheon yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people reference Top Gun a lot in the movies by minutes format. And yeah, I was like, whoa, I can do it. Why not? And I'm almost done. Been doing this. Getting across the finish line. Yep. Yes. A couple more weeks and I'll be done. And move on to my next project. <laughs> Eventually, season two of Top Gun Minute will happen. But it'll probably be, you know, another year. I'll give it some time for the DVD to come out on the Blu-ray and, you know, all the all the behind behind the scenes stuff will come out by then, and I can have uh, plenty of research material. Does Rinsler write books about Top Gun, or does he only do Star Wars and Indiana Jones and stuff? <laughs> but um, yeah. But I'll be back in the movies by minutes doing a, a different genre. So keep an ear out for that. Well, it's uh, been a it's been a fun week talking to you, Brian, about yeah. Top Gun. Same for Especially, you, Kilroy. <laughs> I really got it. I'm really glad I got to do the uh, the the battle minutes and got the uh, the minute with Goose. Yeah. Cool. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug your podcast one more time? Uh, I want everyone right now to go watch my my two favorite podcasts that I've done in my life, the Better Off Dead Minute and the Time Bandits Minute. Uh, neither of them are complete, so you get to catch them as they are ongoing. Yeah, there's two great 80s movies. <laughs> yes. That's, that's where I learned that comedies are really hard to do as a movies by minutes, and I don't envy you doing Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean did i say that out loud oh. <laughs> that's okay coming soon I... <laughs> allegedly allegedly <laughs> ghost rider this is kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends if you could please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps you can continue the discussion on facebook at top gun minute listener school Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, this episode pattern is full. <laughs>